Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is someone who I have wanted to get on for a very, very long time. And I was humbled to have a chat with Bradley Simmons on today's episode. So Bradley has been in the fitness industry for about 10 years. He's worked with people like professional footballers, the likes of John Terry. And he's also worked with the likes of Maya Jama. He's worked with Caroline Flack. He's worked with a load of different celebrities as well. So it's it's a really, really big insight into how Bradley has gone from being a professional footballer with Chelsea all the way up to where he is now 10 years into the business. So he gives us little tips of how to break that New Year's resolution, resolution dip that's out there. That kind of five things you need to start bef- to do before you start your health journey. We also look about kind of like the importance of family for him and how that has helped him be so successful. We also talk about the negative stuff that can be out there about him being called arrogant and how he has dealt with that and being confident and being called confident. And we also talk about the how to how to break away from those excuses and the importance of him of having a breakaway time. And we're talking about his resilience. We talk about what enough is for Bradley as well. And I think that's really, really important. And then we talk about a major goal that he set for himself, which is getting onto the cover of Men's Health. So I want to say a massive thank you for Bradley for coming onto the podcast. Click on the link in the show notes if you want to give Bradley a follow or head over to his programs as well. So without further ado, here is an episode with Bradley Simmons. Bradley, how are we, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I've been meaning to get you on for uh, a long time. So thank you so much for doing this. I know you're a little bit under the weather as well, which isn't uh, which isn't yeah. ideal. It's that time of season. I'm <laughs> trying to stay healthy. It's just that time of year, isn't it? So, um, but I'm feeling fine. I'm sweet. Awesome. I'm uh, for anyone who isn't aware of who Bradley Simmons is, I don't know where you've been living, but can you tell us about about who Bradley is and how you kind of got into the fitness world? Yeah, so I got into the fitness world, what, 10 years ago when my football career didn't go to plan. So I quickly transitioned into personal training, which is an easy transition, going from uh, professional football into uh, personal training. And then I was known as the celebrity PT. I was training a lot of athletes, a lot of celebrities, a lot of TV presenters, singers, etc. So I built a name for myself. And um, yeah, 10 years later, uh, I am now got two apps online coaching my own get it done app uh, i was very successful during lockdown and it's just everyday grafting growing the business trying to grow my brand um but i'm enjoying it. i've enjoyed the process the last 10 years have been incredible awesome i know you kind of you worked with some big names you worked with like john i think it was john terry is one of the names even kind of yeah john terry was one of the first names followed by jamie the red nap so louise red and jamie Redknapp. uh trained like some Maya Gemma, caroline flack um so i've, I've trained some well-known people um yeah it's been it's it's been a good adventure and you mentioned there about kind of like the footballing career how did you kind of deal with that setback because that is such a big thing because it can be like an almost a, an identity thing when you're that young you're kind of like a no, a no plan b yeah well luckily for my older brother he was also uh he played for chelsea so he was a professional footballer himself um and he didn't make it so I kind of learned from his lessons um, and my mum always drilled into my head, what's your plan B? Um, and for me, uh, it was a no-brainer to go into the into the personal training and fitness world. Um, so it was an easy transition. Of course, that six months of not playing football again was tough. But I just said to myself, well, if I'm not going to be a professional footballer, I've got to make sure I'm the best personal trainer in the, in the country, you know, and be the most successful. So I gave myself a new goal and that allowed me not to dwell on the past and just focus on the future. Do you struggle not to have a goal? 
Yeah, I always have to set myself goals. Otherwise, there's no meaning in life, right? There's nothing to to work towards. Um, I'm very ambitious. I'm very optimistic. So I always have to have something to to aim for. Uh, otherwise, I get bored. I get itchy itchy feet. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people are like that. Some people are like that. I know yeah. we were talking off air about kind of like it's coming up to that element of kind of like first of February when people are kind of like Valentine's Day is generally when people tend to kind of like fall a, a little bit away by the wayside. Yeah. How do you kind of break it up with clients in relation to how to break that kind of New Year's, New Year, New Me dip that a lot of people can fall into? That? Well, the the dip is always, yeah, like you said, around Valentine's Day. Um well, the first month of January, everyone tries to smash it themselves. A lot of them succeed in the first two, three weeks. And then there's that first payday, like six weeks after Christmas. And they start going out. Uh, it gets, they get steaming and they realize, oh, I can't be asked to train this week. So that always seems to be the first dip. Hence, I then jump in. I um, I, I give them, obviously, my, my, my Get It Done platform or my online coaching platform just to keep them accountable, give them a guide or something to keep them obviously motivated, which is key. Um, because it's so tough, especially when it's dark, it's cold, it's so tough at this time of year to keep yourself motivated. But famous saying, summer bodies are made in the winter. Um, and just before you book Ibiza, two weeks isn't enough. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you want to get in great shape physically and mentally, you've got to put the hard work in now or the consistency in now. So um, yeah, it's a it's a key time of year. Um but it's all good if you had three pieces of advice for someone that was kind of looking to try and get past that little dip that they're having what would it be investment i know things are very expensive right now but if you've got a bit of cash on the side to really invest in like let's let's say a personal trainer or uh, online coach or just go and pay for f45 something just to keep you accountable do you know what I mean? So like, like that during the McDonald's advert, like getting your money's worth. Like you, when you pay for something, you want to get your money's worth. So that's going to keep you accountable. Um, so I would definitely recommend people to do that for sure. Um, and, and surround yourself with other people who are staying fit. Like for example, me and my pals, we run in Richmond Park. It's, it's, it's a really nice park. It's a tough run. Uh, and there's a little group of us every Saturday morning. And we keep each other accountable. Um, so that's key um would i want to do it by myself oh probably not i might I, I i will smash it but it's a lot easier when two or three others are in the group chat saying come on let's do it we'll see you at nine o'clock um so that's key and then i guess the third piece of advice is um i guess to set yourself a goal like we mentioned before have a goal in place uh, and that's again it's going to keep you motivated um yeah, and you, you you're not gonna want to let yourself down. So setting yourself a goal is very key, whether that's a five k kilometer time, a ten k kilometer time, or trying to lose two percent body fat, trying to get um, stronger with your squat or deadlift. That's gonna keep you in the gym. That's gonna keep you going. So having a goal in, in set is is definitely key. I really like that accountability thing because even if like you're like you know what you're doing and you you have a goal in mind, but even on a Saturday morning, you need like a group to kind of just get you out of bed in the morning just to kind of yeah. have someone to be accountable not to let someone down um yeah yourself which is pretty pretty cool i think a lot of people will re- resonate with that because they've kind of feel like pts or fitness people have got their shit together i can assure you we don't yeah not always i did a 15 kilometer run yesterday and uh to motivate, motivate myself to do that was tough 
Um, obviously, once that 15 kilometer run was finished, I, I was delighted. You get that endorphin rush, you buzz in. Um, so you never regret a workout, but it's always tough. But if you haven't got that mindset or let's say that resilience to go do that, then having a group of those friends to say, come on, let's all do it together. Let's go to the gym. Let's do that gym class together. Um, that's definitely, definitely important. You mentioned the word resilience there. Do you think that's kind of like, is that taught to us or is it something that we're born with or can we grow it ourselves? I think it's, for me, playing for Chelsea Academy from the age of seven, build that resilience from a young age having to be disciplined with my nutrition have to be on time have to really push myself to be the best i could possibly be so i always say to the parents get your kids doing sports from a very young age you build that mental resilience that competitiveness and me now going to the gym is easy staying in shape for me is key because i start from a very young age um and really like pushing yourself do some tough workouts build that resilience which was like CrossFit, for example, it's horrible being on that assault bike, but that makes everything else so, so easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is it, was there a fine line though when you were, because I, I saw a documentary recently about Crystal Palace's Academy and they've kind of yeah. one of the best academies in, in London and and in the UK. Yeah. Um, But it was kind of like, sometimes it, it seemed a little bit like, I don't know if it was too far for some. I don't know if it was the parents that were kind of pushing yeah. where does that well, line kind of blur well it depends on the character of the kid i think yeah. old school back in the day one method was tried to fit all yeah. but my brother's uh he's he's a coach at chelsea he's the under 80 uh, under 23 coach and their approach to each individual player is different yeah so looking at um, from a different perspective now there's kind of like um need the old school approach to kick up the ass but others need a arm around the shoulders where, where can we improve what's going on um but i was fortunate as a kid i was one that pulled my sleeves up and just got on with it um yeah so i guess it's i guess you're either born with it who you surround yourself with i had two older brothers who toughened me up as a kid so there's loads of loads of different aspects well i was listening to a couple of the interviews that you did kind of with like angus warburton and then paul morse who's yeah. paul's been on the podcast before and one of the things that was kind of like i hadn't thought of this as a question but it, it can this can be misconceived and kind of be picked up very wrong it's kind of like up that you may be perceived as like cocky arrogant those kind of words that can be used but you kind of almost yeah change that around for yourself and i think it's an amazing way you've kind of changed it around for yourself can you talk about that yeah i think it's the society we live in today is like we, we speak about mental health so much and everyone's so down so when you do see someone who's quite ambitious um who's optimistic who's confident their class is arrogant mm. oh he's arrogant he's clearly seen as arrogant and so i always take it as a compliment i'm like no 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 they see my confidence and turn it into arrogance because they're not in a good place yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, I wouldn't say I'm an arrogant person. I would say I'm a confident person. But arrogance is so easily used when you see someone who's young, successful, uh, confident. Um, it's just the way it is these days, unfortunately. People like to knock other people down when they're doing well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the only reason I said in that podcast. Like when someone calls me arrogance, I take it as a compliment because it's just a, it's just a, a sign that they've clocked that I'm confident, I'm doing well, um, and I'm striving to do even better. So whenever, yeah, if someone calls me conf uh, um, what's, what's arrogant, I just take it as a comp compliment. What is What does the word success mean to, to Bradley? Well, it's, such um, a, it's such a big, it's a big word that a lot of people can. Yeah. Success, success to me is um, 
obviously there's wealth obviously we all want to earn good money um life is very expensive so to be able to live a comfortable life to be able to support myself um my future family and obviously my family now is is key for me success has also been happy enjoying what i do um if i didn't enjoy what i do then obviously i wouldn't have the motivation to carry on pushing myself um and yeah success is also the ability to go where else can I put my mind to what else can I try? Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I would say that's what success is to me. I'm definitely not as successful as I want to be. Some people might say you mate, you're smashing it, but you get to level where then you want to push on again, don't you? You get to another level you want to push on. So it's quite tough. So yeah, of course I've been very successful in the last 10 years of being in the fitness industry, but again, I feel like I'm just that I'm starting again. I'm starting again. I have hit that goal. Now what's next? Um, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I could easily be chilled right now. But like everything, the novelty wears off, right? For example, yeah. I've moved into this incredible apartment. And when I first moved in, I was like, wow, I have smashed it. Goal ticked. I've been here for a year and a half now. I'm like, hey, I want to buy I, I want to buy a house. I want to move closer up to central London. And that's just like that's just life uh, and how my brain works. But um no, no, but as I've got older, and obviously materialistic things have definitely changed. It's just more how I want my lifestyle to be. Is it kind of more investments? You're kind of talking about the house there. It's kind of like, that's kind of like more than kind of like the flashy car or the flashy watch or the Yeah, car, yeah, whatever. it's more about assets rather than having the flashy car, the flashy watch. It's more about having assets. Where can I put my money? What can continue to grow? Um, like, have I got the right people around me to uh, advise me where to put my money, for example? Is it stocks and shares? Is it property? Uh, it's, it's a lot harder than it used to be. Like, my parents always say to me, like, oh, you should just do this. I said, times have changed since your day. <laughs> times have massively changed. Um, so, um, no, it's, it's just making sure that I'm getting the right advice from different people. You've mentioned your family and your parents an awful lot because I know I was talking to your sister to kind of talk about the podcast. You mentioned your brother about kind of the football you're all extremely yeah. successful in your the different fields that you're in. Do yeah. you think that was kind of nurtured for you from your the support of parents? Or do you think that's just something like that you've kind of mimicked off your parents and maybe they have to push that a little bit harder to kind of provide for you guys? Or what what do you think that drive and kind of push for all three of you is, yeah. is so so big? Well, from an early age, my parents, you have to earn it yourself. So when it came to buying my first car, insuring my first car, my dad had the money to give us easily. But he said, no, no, if you want it, you earn it. So we always were given that like mindset from a very young age. Um, and it's true. I'm glad that he was he didn't feed us with a, what's it, what's it, what's it, what's it, what's the saying? Silver spoon. <laughs> silver spoon uh he easily could have my dad was very successful he did well um in his field but um now i'm glad he he made like for example bought my first house wasn't given any any help at the age of 23 um i bought everything myself never ever asked my parents for one what like any cash whatsoever uh the same goes to my brothers and sisters i think it's just how we've been brought up um I think it starts from my nan and granddad who came over from Ireland. Um, they moved to West London uh, and they're extremely successful in property. Um, um, so, yeah, I think granddad has been a, a very big role model for the whole family. Um, and that's just, yeah, how, how we all are. We're all just very driven and we all really support each other, which is key. Like their success, my success is their success and vice versa. 
it, your your grandparents would have come over at a very uh, weird time as well over in London. The Irish weren't exactly uh, yeah on the top of the ladder. No, hundred percent. And some of the stories that my granddad had, like he just started as a labourer, then he then he had his own business, and tr- I'm trying to be trusted, having obviously an Irish accent, etc. Um, but I, I, he's done, he he done absolute wonders. Yeah, because I think that I remember. I think there's some sign. I think it was no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. I think that. Yeah. Is, and I'm not sure which order that is, but I yeah. remember Darren Darren Cartel was on the the podcast. I think it was around the time of kind of like the George Floyd incident. Yeah, and he kind of mentioned about kind of racism to me, and I was like. I didn't think that was going to be a topic on kind of a fitnessy pot nutrition because have you ever had uh, any racism? I was like, no. I was like, well, what about in London or what about like taking the thirty three and a third thing or the? And it's like there's racism all around us. It's kind of like there's there's the Irish thing is always taking the piss out of it. We do work hard, but it's it's kind of like and it's amazing to see where you've come from from your grandparents and learning that off because you could have easily been given that. There's nothing wrong with that either. No, of course. It. But, it, but it, it, it's in, definitely helped you. Yeah, but I live in Fulham, Chelsea now, where kids are given a silver spoon and they don't know what to do themselves. They don't understand how to grow a business. They don't understand because from a very early age, they were given everything that they wanted or needed. So they've now got no fight. They've got no purpose. So I'm very thankful that my parents just obviously grained it in us to like, like no, if you want something, you've got to work hard for it. Um, and yeah, that's just the way it is. How do you kind of, because I think this is one of the big things that kind of a lot of people can struggle with when kind of things kind of ramp up or things get a little bit more difficult for people, they can find it a little bit harder to almost prioritize themselves. How do you make sure? Because you've obviously got the business, you've got a lot of a different investment, a lot of moving parts. How do you make sure that that you're the priority and the center of that? Like you're looking after your health, you're getting after your runs. How do you make sure that you're 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 looking after your mental health as well? Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's stressful. It is stressful, uh, balancing everything out and making sure that like I've hit a brick wall a few times. But I guess it comes down to good nutrition. It comes down to making sure you're sleeping well. I don't drink alcohol like I used to when I was younger, going out all the time. It's just, yeah, prioritising my health to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Because if I'm run down, then obviously business drops. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Um, like during the lockdown period, I was exhausted. I was two live workouts a day again it was brilliant and it was able me to carry on going carry on going but i was exhausted and when i covid did hit me it hit me hard um and it was quite funny i, I launched my um my get it done uh, app the week i got covid so i had to do those live workouts oh, Christ. Uh, and i was really struggling but um no it's just about making sure i'm looking after my health make sure i'm trying to write around the i guess the right people um I invest as in I got a lot of people working for me and with me to make sure I'm not doing everything. There was one point in my career where I tried to do everything and I realized I couldn't. Um, so for example, my sister, I've employed her full time now just to manage me, um, as in like keep me organized, um, talk to anyone, the inquiries, for example, I was doing that all myself. So now she's doing that. Oh, it's, it, I've got so much more time to create content now to actually grow my business. So I have to invest, I have to spend money to give me time to actually grow my business uh, with online coaching. For example, I was, um, I, had, I had a lot of clients. I'm obviously doing their programs. I'm talking to them, 
but I haven't got no time to grow my Instagram, which means my online client base isn't going to grow. So what I've done now is obviously I've had to bring on really good coaches. I've done an interview process uh, to make sure that the coach has got my philosophy. They're well experienced. They've got good qualifications. So I'm now bringing online coaches on to help me. And that's, and yes, it's, it's, it's a, a big outgoing, but if I want to grow the business, I have to spend money. Do you understand? Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, so it's stressful because outgoings are a lot, but with my optimism, I know that's going to help my business grow. So, yeah, it's tough. Like, it's just like you learn from your mistakes as you go on, um, but with no risk, there's no reward, right? And at what stage, what, like, what is enough for Bradley? Because you're you're very, very ambitious, which is amazing. But as you said, it can become at the detriment of... yeah potentially relationships or like family or mental health what stage is enough or what is enough for like are you going to be like on your rocking chair in your 80s or 90s and be like still trying to do your hit sessions well this is the thing and this is the thing i have to adapt and this is what i need to think now like we'll get it done i can't continue doing the live workouts and all the pre-recorded workouts like for my pre-recorded workouts it's i do 12 to 15 workouts in three days after those three days i am completely like i'm shattered uh, i can't maintain that i can because i'm 29 now so probably maintain it the next five to six years and i have to ambitious there. yeah exactly exactly so um, again you always have to adapt and and i might have to i don't know employ new coaches so find a younger bradley simmons and obviously maybe try and sell the business but all these things uh, it's tough it's stressful um but like I always say, we always adapt, always find a way, <laughs> always find a solution. Hence why I went into Bradley Sim, because that doesn't necessarily need me doing actually a lot of workouts. Um, I think that's where the future of where the majority of my income will come from will be Bradley Sims online coaching when I build it. I've only been doing it for the last six months. So that's something I'm working really hard towards. And then all the money I've got, I'm I'm, I'm earning is going back into property or stocks and shares. So I'm thinking in the long run, for sure. I'm putting a lot of money in my pension, for example. So um, when I am 50, 60, 70, 80, I'm sweet. I don't have to do those hit workouts. <laughs> you're very, for, like, you're very, very self-aware for, I'm not, I'm like, I'm in my mid thirties and at 29, that was when I was at my lowest. And I was kind of like, I didn't have any of this fucking shit together. Like you're very, very self-aware. Yeah, I, I guess I am. Um, but I've had good advice, you know, a financial advisor who advises me. I've got a uh, good accountant that advises me. Um, so which obviously that, again, that costs me, but those are the type of people you need around, around you to help you make sure that you don't hit that brick wall and, and everything's a failure. Do you, are you conscious of who you let into your kind of your your realm of kind of like friends and people like that or are you kind of like everyone's in or you kind of keep them at arm's length until like yeah i've got my tight circle so i say my two brothers are probably my best mates and then i've got obviously my like a smaller circle of good pals and there's other people in the industry that i like to meet up with every now and again because they understand um like how 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 this industry works so, so I think that's important as well. People can relate and you can see how, how, what they're getting up to and you can maybe take a few um, ideas from them or see what they're doing. Um, like recently I was at White Sea House and I bumped into Joe Wicks. Oh, wow. Uh, and, I was like, and he was just like, mate, how exhausting is this? Having to all these like, like pre-recorded workouts. 
And I said, oh, mate, it is exhausting. So it's nice because someone can relate to, you know. And he's Whereas, got kids as well. Yeah, he's got kids. Um, because a lot of my friends are like, mate, your job is easy. Like, all you've got to do is work out. So I'm like, mate, you're gonna laugh. I'm exhausted. It's physical exhaustion. Um, but no, that's just the way it is. Like, I think one of the big things, like to in order to be able to get to a certain level of success, which I say you are very successful, you've had to be some sort of level of selfish. And I don't want that to be misconstrued in any derogatory way. Why has that been such an important thing for you to be that kind of selfish? But I think it's leading back to the self-awareness yeah. of being 100% honest. It's probably why my all my relationships haven't worked out in my, <laughs> in my 20s because I have prioritized myself. I'm, if I want to be successful, I put myself first, put my business self first. And in my relationships, if you can't handle that, then sorry, like I can't put you first because my business won't, do, won't be as successful or, or, or go where I want it to be um so in your 20s you have to prioritize yourself you have to be selfish you have to sacrifice um and it's not always easy but if you want to be successful you have to do it um and i think selfish isn't a bad thing i think everyone should prioritize their self prioritize their health uh prioritize their goals and they'll become a happier more successful person and then when you get to 29 or let's say 35 is probably when I will probably probably settle down. I'm sure I'll be in a much better place. I'll be thankful for all that graft I did in my 20s. I'm at 35 now, so I kind of I kind of get where you're coming from. Your your perspectives do change. Is like it, yeah, cool. it may not like five years isn't a massive thing in the grand scheme of things, but perspectives definitely definitely change. Yeah, and like beforehand you'd be like more conscious of where where is your your money coming for your night out when you're in your 20s yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and now it's kind of like well now i actually have to like i bought the house in march so it's kind of like now i actually have to like be able to do stuff to this house or pay my gas bill yeah which cool. is, which uh, is off the roof mate uh, yeah i don't think we're as bad as the uk but we're, we're getting there yeah nah, it, it's mad right now yeah as you get a bit older you, yeah. the priorities just change the priorities completely change what do you do to turn off? Because as you said, I wasn't sure if it was on or off air. You, yeah. can, you turn, you struggle to turn off. You can yeah. see the cogs are always working. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, turn, I can't switch off. That's my biggest. I can't switch off. I got into my pants. Like I find myself walking my dog for an hour at nine o'clock at night sometimes just because I can't switch off. Um, and I'll listen to a podcast, but I'm still listening to a podcast. Yeah, you're podcast still wise, plugged in. Like yeah, it's still, I'm still plugged in um i really watch netflix yeah it's tough but again i'm in my 20s still why not this is this is the time to actually be grafting not to be switched off um so one day when i'm in my 50s i can switch off and be very thankful for the hard work i put in that's one way of looking at it um but no the only time i can really switch off is when i go to the cotswolds i tend i bought a cottage in the cotswolds um which is doing really well in airbnb um but the only time I really can switch off is when I'm in the Cotswolds. It's weird. It's my it's my place. Um, I'm going there this weekend actually, just to just to have like two days where I can just zone out, have some good food, go to a nice country pub, have a nice Guinness, uh, talk to my mates. Won't mention business. We'll have a, we'll, we'll discuss about that time. And I'll be. Do you know what I mean? We'll, that's my time I can actually switch off. But when I'm in London, nah. Especially where I'm living in Fulham and Chelsea. Uh, in my complex, you've got. Maya Jamma living here. You've got Jessica Oli living here. You've got Courtney Black around the road. Like I am in surrounded by yeah. everyone else who's smashing it. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, Maya's doing Maya in the last while. Yeah, Maya's killing it. Maya's absolutely smashing yeah, exactly. it. So, now. Yeah, oh, massively. So when you're surrounded by these people, well, and then you're looking on your Instagram, you see other people smashing it. You're like, fuck, i got to keep going. I'm, I'm not going to be left behind here. So when I take my weight, myself away from London is when I can switch off. Um, Bali's a great place for me to switch off as well. Uh, I'm going to look to do start my own retreats in Bali, which I'm really looking forward to. That's the next venture for get it done. Um, as much as I, I love doing the online stuff, it's I can't wait to see people in, in the flesh um, again. So I'm looking to do my first retreat in Bali, which would be good fun. Um, and and, and if, if if the retreats do well, then that'll be another venture for me. That'll be another business adventure. So we'll see how this one does. But yeah, Bali and the Cotswolds are my two favorite places to switch off. And do you still play? Do you still play football? Do you still dabble in it? Or have you done soccer? Eight? Uh No, um, no, I can't believe I haven't been invited to do soccer. Eight. <laughs> uh, Oli Mers and Mark Wright tried to get me on, but like they ended up getting someone else on who was terrible at football. Um, um, no, yeah, I still play football with the boys on a Saturday. Play for Richmond and Q, uh, and it's good because that allows me to switch off. I think that's really important actually because every time I'm playing football, I don't think of anything else. So I still got to play football. Good my fitness levels, good banner with the boys, um, and that I'll play football hopefully until I'm in my 50s, 60s for sure. Jesus, yeah, I went back for the first time in ten years to play club football, and Jesus Christ, marking lads who are like 17 and 18. Oh, you felt your hammies the next day? Uh, I felt my blower back yeah. the next day. Too old for that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it, it, it's it's great. It is literally just the outlet. It is just the, the having the crack with the lads. That is the biggest thing. It's just like, it makes 100%. you, all the worries just go and then you kind of, you're able to switch off, but it is good. Yeah. You got on to, the last question I'm going to ask you, Brady, before you kind of head off is kind of in relation to the cover of Men's Health because I think that's a massive, massive achievement. I don't care what anyone says. But how did that come about and how did that actually feel as a sense of achievement? Like, did you kind of let it actually sit and kind of like process it or was it kind of like next? Yeah, it was literally like next. It was, it was one of my goals. So when I, when I stopped playing football, I said, all right, I'm going to become a personal trainer. I'm going to become very well known in the industry. I'm going to be front cover men's health one day. That's the goal. Personal trainer. So ability and my name and my, I really wanted. Um, and I did a lot of stuff for men's for them a lot of videos for them and uh, they said look do you want to be front cover and then I had about six weeks was that body fat um had a proper strict diet trained twice a day uh, and I was in the best shape of my life uh, and then once do you know what I mean yeah Jesus. Like, okay cool what's next but like that's like that was such a big process for like one day <laughs> like twice train twice a day oh yeah to women's health is they don't edit the photos oh really they don't edit the photos okay they might they but as soon as that photo shoot was finished completely like completely just focus on what was next um something i probably learned from i I need to start obviously applauding myself and taking a moment and realizing like my success because obviously life's so short but at the time i was like cool what's next um but no it was, an, it was an incredible achievement one of my definitely best achievements um and you mentioned there it was up. you mentioned there was only uh, how how strict are you with your nutrition in general are you very regimental or is it kind of a little bit more wiggle room for a few sweet and yeah, look, 
I eat very healthy, so I know the importance of obviously getting good macro and micronutrients into your diet, you know, so I'm not just calories in, calories out. I'm like, what is the quality of the calories I'm putting in my body? So I'm very clued up about that. I'm very conscious about that because obviously I need to perform at my best. Um, uh, but during the men's health, yeah, I restricted my calories and make sure I was in a calorie deficit, really increased my protein intake, doing firearms plus doing strength sessions, um, which obviously lean properly accounts um, and it pays, i always maintain 10 percent body fat i never go above 10 10 percent body fat and over christmas i gain a bit of weight and i can see it straight on my, straight on my face it's the first place uh, <laughs> i see it and it's a simple got a few runs reduce my calorie intake, <laughs> reduce my increase my protein intake go for double sessions and within a week or two I'm back to 10%, back to like 9% body fat. Um, so once you're there, once you're there, it's easy to maintain. It's the tough part is obviously getting there, but it takes about three to six months, um, which I'm helping with all my online clients. Now, let's get you in the best shape possible. And then once you like obviously through the process, you're going to learn so much about nutrition, uh, portion, control, uh, portion control, calorie intake, macro um, split, and you'll be able to maintain your results easily. 10 percent is lean 10 percent is it's footballer lean lean for sure um footballer lean, like eight eight percent, percent, yeah, yeah, 12 percent. yes football and lean is seven eight percent so basically qpr or if you went below 10 percent, you you were in fat club <laughs> Jeez, but like i because i remember it was a calvin phillips got called um, out for so you have to do about half an hour to 40 minutes on the bike before training calvin calvin yeah Phillips got called out recently for going over a certain amount. It's kind of like, yeah. is there a fine line between it, though? I understand that it's a job, but is there a fine line between kind of like fat shaming someone? Um, I don't know, well, look, if you're a professional athlete earning 100 grand a week, then you've got to be in top, top net. You've got to look after yourself. Um, and if you're not hitting that requirement, then obviously you're going to be punished. And if that means you're getting fat shamed, then so be it. Um, he's going to put the work in. Um like at QPR, a few of us, it was me, Paddy Kenny, Adele Tarap, all, all on the bike. And um, this is when I was injured to make sure that was one to 10%. Uh, that's just the requirements to be a professional footballer. Um, and, and that's it. You got to be, like I said, you got to be resilient. You got to be mentally. What's Paddy Kenny like in real life? Strong. If, if you're, if you're fat shame and so be it in the professional world. Oh, he's a class. He's a good crack. Really nice guy. Yeah, you see, he came across as a as good crack on whatever I saw of him playing for Ireland and Sheffield United and yeah. Leeds. He was um he came across good crack. Bradley, I cannot thank you enough for coming on because I know you're you're dying with the flu and uh, I appreciate you coming on on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. So uh, where can people find out about your app? Where can people work with you and where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, just go on Bradley Simmons Instagram, uh, click the link and then you've got get it done you've got my online coach in there you've got my merchandise there you've got uh, leap academy which i did mention is a um if you want to become a personal training quali- uh, you want to become a personal trainer uh, i've got my own qualification business uh, for you to get qualified um so yeah so just head to bradley simmons instagram links there if you want to become an online client of mine amazing bradley thank you so much for coming on and enjoy the cotswolds cheers mate have a good one you too take care Massive thank you to Bradley for coming on to the podcast. Bradley was one of those people that I wanted to get on for a very, very long time. And I'm absolutely delighted that Bradley came on and shared his journey. And 
to share his mindset on building the resilience, building the kind of the business that he has and how he kind of breaks away from that and the, the incredible achievements that he's had and the goal setting that he has, how he sets out for his goals. And I really do hope that the episode has helped you in some shape or form. So I really do hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you if you want to share it, give a review up on iTunes and up on Spotify. Share it up in your story. Tag myself and Bradley up on your story. The more people that share and review the podcast, whether it be up on iTunes or up on Spotify, the more people I can get onto the podcast. So if you want this podcast to continue, we need to share it. We need to review it we need to keep doing that so if you wouldn't mind taking it two seconds out of your day just to leave a review leave a rating or whatever it may be up on your provider your your podcast provider so thank you so much for listening to the episode with bradley simmons